I'm sorry, Carabao Cup, as he addressed the cup competition that isn't a person. But that is not a serious ball for a serious competition. And Carabao Cup replied, you're right, because this isn't a serious competition. And that was the end. Crack open a beverage and welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Come in. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com. And I am here with my two well hydrated co hosts, Mr. Theo Messi, Mr. Ryan Bailey. What's going on, guys? Start with you. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Ew. Oh, oh. Sorry, just uh, sipping my LaCroix. It's lemon today. Bad manners for an Englishman. Yeah. It's lemon, but I'm not bitter. I'm having a great day. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, Brooks. Uh, wearing my warm ballers t-shirt because ah. it's laundry day. Oh, little Jimmy Conrad love. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice shirt. It's a very hey, nice Hey, Jimmy, shirt. thanks for the shirt. I only wear it when the rest of my clothes are dirty. No, I was being facetious. <laughs> it's true, but I do. I wore this out uh, in the outside world today, and I do wonder when people are reading it, they're thinking, what the heck does that mean? It, it does sound very uh, perverse and obscene. Yeah, which I suppose is the intention. But we love yeah. you, Jimmy. Well done. <laughs> yeah, don't wear it near any schools or anything. I think that could get you in some trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, they, I might get another ban. Another 300-yard radius. <laughs> okay. Theo, how are you? <laughs> what are you wearing? And uh, what are you banned from? Uh, that's Theodore to you. Theodore, you... sorry. My apologies. Big dum dum, as you like to say. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm rocking the dirty tackle T-shirt as always. Clean, clean, as you claim. You claim it's clean. Yeah, no, I only wear it when I think about the podcast, which is like once, once a week. I was, I was all the time. I could smell you from here. I was wearing it the other day for a little bit, just when I had a fleeting thought, and then I took it back <laughs> off. So, it off. so it's fully clean. Uh, is it like the uh, the podcast equivalent of a thinking cap? You put on that cap when yeah. you need to get in podcast mode. I see. Yeah, it's a potting tea. <laughs> potting tea <laughs> I suggest you get yours patreon.com slash dirty tackle 10 bucks in the piggy bank I think I've outdone both of you this week because I am wearing the same jacket that Danny Alves wore to the FIFA best awards uh, it's got the, the silver coins up and down the lapel oh. it's got what time is your bullfight some kind of grandma brooches all over it in random places. Yeah, Yo, you can't uh, be calling those grandma brooches. Just because they're they brooches are. doesn't mean they're grandma brooches. <laughs> well, I'm feeling very stylish. It's it's very heavy and uh, keeps reflecting light in my eyes. So it's blinding me as I as I wear it. Mm. Um, Question, is Danny Alves the most fashionable footballer on the planet today? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a firm yes. I mean, uh, Leo Messi made a run at those old Ballon d'Or galas he had some fashionable crazy suits but he's he, kind of backed he definitely off took a run at he definitely took a run at jamie redknapp's shiny suit uh, <laughs> at jamie redknapp's shiny suit metal definitely and, uh, took a run yeah. at no cryptocurrency but some shiny suits no leo leo doesn't bang with that just the shiny suits <laughs> although it might help him in his tax troubles Danny Alves seems to always be wearing a jacket, which as a man of fashion myself, I, I respect. Um, and his jacket always has crazy things on it. I've seen coins, marijuana leaves, grandma brooches. Uh, I'm a fan. 
Brooks, Good. did you hear Theo just call himself a man of fashion, the person who's worn the same T-shirt five <laughs> weeks in a row? Well, this is the best part, right? Because outside of that, no one knows what well, I'm wearing because no, I'm, I'm not real. I'm a fictional character. So thus, you know, I could throw out these claims and they're facts. <laughs> the no Dirty Tackle T-shirt them. is the high mark of fashion. It's That's true as well. It's always on the runways in Paris. I have formal wear. I have yeah. street wear. I've got all the bases covered. Exactly. It's That's as good as it gets. So with... All of our our fashion choices out in the open now. Uh, It's time to move on to the Dirty Tackle Fantasy League. Brian is just trying to stall because he did not win the Fantasy League this week, this past week. I did. Again. Uh, I am back on top in our Taga Fantasy Dirty Tackle Perfect 11 group. Um, Well, I'm on top in our little foursome. I'm not on top overall. Uh, that Getting be, on top and enforce them is that's tough. That's what she said. <laughs> that, number one overall would be Jay Ramirez 60173, who had, oddly enough, 173 points to finish top of the top of the group this week. Um, so Hell that's yeah. kind of uh, kind of crazy. But I had 113. Ryan had 91.5. Producer Bobo coming in close at 90.25. And then mm. Theo Messi with those 14.5 Lacazette points. That's not a bad haul for That's me. That's pretty good, yeah. I did have someone in my mentions. Oh, it was actually our, our boy from the crew, from Save the Crew. He was telling me uh, he loves the show, but I should switch uh, Lacazette out for Giroud. Um, Puskas award winner Giroud to you. Yeah, don't think you get extra fantasy points for how nice your goals are. So maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll just keep the Lacazette train rolling. All right, so let's move on to our Dirty Tackles of the week. Who deserved a dirty tackle this week? Theo, let's start with you this time. Because Ryan didn't earn his uh, top spot, so you, it goes to you. Aww. It defaults to you now. So this is this is a <laughs> this is a bit of a, a mind bender. A Sven bender. But a Lars bender. I'm going to dirty tackle a, a ball, which which if you were <laughs> a, a referee, not a life referee, that would be clean if you get the ball. But in this case, I'm dirty tackling the ball. It's the Carabao Cup ball. <laughs> Maybe you've seen it. It's fucking whizzing all about the pitch <laughs> with no regard for human life. Uh, <laughs> Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola uh, narrowly escaped Wolves in the Carabao Cup via penalty shootout. But after the match, he had some very, very choice words for the Mitre ball that just can't seem to be rolled straight or fly through the air in any predictable manner. Uh, he said... I'm sorry, Carabao Cup, as he addressed the cup competition that isn't a person. But that is not a serious ball for a serious competition. And Carabao Cup replied, you're right, because this isn't a serious competition. And that was the end. Wow. So So basically, zero goals were scored. Man City shitting out goals this year. Couldn't score against Wolves. Naturally, something had to be wrong with the equipment. This time it was the ball. Uh, Reminiscent of the Jabulani in 2010 in South Africa. Uh, it's a bit like a boomerang, you know. So I don't know. Maybe Man City won't play their next game if the ball's not changed. Maybe Wolves is going to try and uh, get Mitre to sponsor the league now so they can win the league. Um, I don't know. But I'm dirty tackling the ball. <laughs> I, need, I, I, I need my balls to, to travel straight. I need my goals <laughs> to be scored. You need them warm? I understand your unhappiness with the balls, but... You know, if Manchester City players who are very well paid, they're very good at their jobs, I expect them to be able to beat Wolves with, like, a screwed-up ball of paper. No, no, because yeah. they didn't train with a screwed-up ball of paper. 
Well, they should train with a screwed up ball of paper. Actually, that's weird because they probably train with the Mitre ball, right? But I don't know. Exactly. Something so, was off with the ball. Theo, I stand with Pep. He's a genius. I stand with him. Theo, last week on uh, our Dirty Tackles of the Week, you and I were in total agreement, total synchronicity, Dirty mm-hmm. Tackling, a very deserving uh, victim. Or not victim. I mean, we could do that again deserving. if you want. I'm still... No, we're not. Because this, this week, I am going the opposite way. I'm Dirty Tackling Pep for complaining what? about the freaking ball. That wasn't on the sheet. <laughs> Right, I am changing it up because you went after the ball. I'm going after Brooks. Pep. Is going off book. I'm going off book. Ah, I'm going after. I thought Pep. you're the only one that can't go off book. This is not fair. So, the full <laughs> quote from Pep Guardiola, the full shameful quote. He says, "It is not acceptable. The ball was unacceptable for high level competition. It's too it's light. Not. There is no weight. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It is not a good ball. What does that even mean?" Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is no way. Nothing, it is not a good ball. That doesn't even make sense. No, he's saying nothing, like, the weight is like nothing. Uh, It's too light. Okay. All you got to do is read the words backwards, and they make as much (laughs) sense as as if you read them forwards. Anyway, he continues, it is impossible to score with a ball like that, and I can say that because we won. I'm not making excuses. All of my players said, quote, what is that? I'm sorry, Carabao Cup, but that is not a serious ball. For a serious competition. That is a nope. ridiculous quote. Pep, no, the ball is too light. That's awful. That's, that's a ridiculous excuse. And he is making excuses. Just be happy that Pep finds these press conferences as like little entertainment he, zones. And he, he couldn't provides score, us with this glory. He couldn't score against a lower division club until the shootout. So, or his players couldn't. So he's blaming the ball. Him and his players are blaming the ball. Of course, they wouldn't blame themselves. It's almost as if Wolves didn't have to use the exact same ball in this game. Exactly. As well, isn't it? Yeah. This reminds me of when Shavi uh, would blame the pitch for whenever Barcelona wouldn't play well. Yeah. It's either too dry or too wet, or so the, the ball's too light. Next time it'll be too heavy. Ugh, this is ridiculous. It's not Pep. warm enough, Jimmy. Jimmy, Pep. please warm the ball up. You're getting a dirty tackle. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Theo, I'm going to give you a dirty tackle too. You deserve it for defending, yeah. for defending Pep. I'm I'm with Brooks on this one. And I think uh, Theo saying that Pep is a genius. If he was a genius, they would have been training with this ball for several days now and got used <laughs> to it as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. They know. weren't playing this match in zero gravity. This wasn't played on the moon. Uh, the ball wasn't too light. <laughs> in conclusion, hashtag save the crew. Anthony Preckert is a, what do you call him, Brooks? Like a, a thumb of a man or something? A buck tooth thumb of a man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And let's end on that note. <laughs> My favorite insult from last week was uh, when you called me a wingding, Theo. Like an old 90s Microsoft font. Ah, uh, sorry. That was a bit of a bite. Shout out to Bodega Boys, the only <laughs> podcast I've ever listened to. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. All right. Well, Ryan, what is your dirty tackle? And uh, hopefully it's not against either of us. Uh, it's not. It's against an Everton fan who, during the uh, Europa League game with Leon, Leon, it's always buzzing just like Leon. <laughs> Leon. Anyway, that game. Um, he was a fan who was holding his child and he sort of waded in and started punching the players, right? <laughs> yeah. So that fan, he's not been named in the press, but he's come out and basically blamed absolutely everyone but himself for the incident that unfolded yep. there. The quote here, they were swinging their arms. They're supposed to be setting an example as professional athletes. I put myself and my son in a dangerous position by taking my eye off the ball and getting carried forward with other fans. So do you hear this? It's the other fans fault here. Before I knew it, I was through the gate. Not his fault, which should have been shut. Obviously, <laughs> Everton security's fault. Everton should have provided adequate security. Everton should have prevented me holding my child and going to punch the players. 
I knew I put myself in a dangerous position. It was not in- it was not intentional, he said. No, but no. I've been too concentrated on screaming abuse at the players for being <laughs> shit. I'll read it out one more, more time. It was not intentional, but I've been too concentrated on screaming abuse at the players this for being be shit. This is either, this is be. genuine quote. Like any this is good supporter quote is concentrated. Or this is quotes from the newspapers. Is this Before I know it, I was let down there, and then I was like, fucking hell, what's going on? And it looks the way it looks. Yeah, it looks the way it looks because you were holding a kid and you were waiting into a big fight with the players. <laughs> it's just absolutely hilarious how this guy has basically put these quotes out and said, this is everybody's fault except mine. Love it. Let's dirty tackle this guy. Wow. It's amazing he didn't say that his body was too light and he just the wind blew him into the <laughs> scuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I, bl- I blame gravity. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, oh that, the quote goes on, by the way. He compares himself. Look, Eric Cantona ran off the pitch and gave a fan a kung fu kick in the chest. And I'm the worst thing in football. Are they deluded? No, no one's saying you're worse than Eric Cantona. He was holding a child. They're just guy. saying you, sh- you shouldn't have done that. You really it's shouldn't It's never a good that. sign if your counterexample comes from the 80s. His, his final quote here, it, the, the 80s, Jesus. Or the, or the 90s, I don't old. know. That was mid-90s was... at best. I'm, call, I'm calling yeah. it 95. Yeah, I don't know. Internet time fucked it all up. It, it was the 80s now. <laughs> the final line of his quote here, it doesn't look the best on video, but I know what happened and what I intended to do. That's why I'm so aggrieved. He's aggrieved of everybody because we just don't understand <laughs> what he intended to do. It's our fault as well. Amazing. Oh, my God. But he has been banned for life, though, this guy. Oh, he's been banned for life, yes, yeah. yes, from the ground. Uh, I'd, I'm a bit annoyed that he hasn't been named. I think he should have been named in shame, frankly. But this reminds me of The Simpsons, where um, I think Bart's saying, I'm just going to keep swinging my arms in this direction. If you happen to get punched, it's your own fault. Well, Ryan, I, I've done some research on my own, and I have discovered his name is Mep Nardiola. Mep ah. Nardiola. He's, yeah. Big Everton fan. Big Everton so fan, what, yeah. What he actually intended to do was to expose the light balls in the uh, light balls in the League Cup competition. What he ended up doing was punching someone while holding a child. So that's what's uh, that's what's happened here. I just want to tell Nep or Mep or whatever you said his name was, I'm sorry, I take full responsibility for this ban. Um, I feel like from my position where I sit in the United States of America, I should have done something to stop this from happening. And uh, I would just like to apologize to you and your family. Yep. He does not accept. Oh, uh, if if anyone is, was ever deserving of a dirty tackle, it is this guy. If we want one more yep. bonus, because uh, we're talking about bad quotes, and this one is staring me in the face from my favorite journalist in the football reporting game, Carlos Volcano. Oh, Carlos, Carlos Volcano. He, he's put a new 103-word uh, uh, magnum opus on tribal football <laughs> this afternoon <laughs> where he presents new quotes from La Liga president Javier Tabas. Uh, You'll remember him from the Neymar transfer saga, uh, which apparently hasn't ended in his mind, even though it's been over for months now. He says to the press, or to no one in particular, the transfer of Neymar? There are clearly illegal things in this case. That's why I said the phrase, pee in the pool. It's not just for Neymar that they've been doing this for years and years. They inflate the revenues and have no problem with UEFA. I denounce this. What any of that has to do with peeing in the pool is beyond me. But shouts to Carlos Volcano. I'm just trying to work your name in. Drop your name. The pod loves you. Yeah. All all I know is that when Dirty Tackle sets up its publishing arm, the first book we publish is an almanac of Carlos Volcano's finest work. I think that's what we've got to do. This is right at the top for articles published within the last hour on travel football. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Always always on top of the uh, current events at travel football. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so those are our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Um, if you have any problems with light balls, uh, let us know. 
and uh, we'll pass it along to Pep because I'm sure he's compiling a dossier to. Uh... Have you have you seen Carlos Volcano's bio on Tribal Football before? <laughs> no. What does it say? So the best part. Right, I'm only three words in, but this is amazing. <laughs> His name is actually Carlos Volcano Carlos. I think. Okay. It's a volcano flanked by Carly. It says, Carlos Volcano Carlos hails from the suburbs of Valencia and is a huge fan of Spanish and Italian football. Carlos grew up idolizing Geisca Mendieta, followed him to Rome and Lazio. He's also now proud to see Keek Sanchez Flores in the Premier League at Watford, which isn't true. Is that true? When was his bio written? Keek uh, Sanchez Flores, yeah, he's not. Several yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Car- Carlos has his finger on the pulse of the Spanish and Italian game. That's why he doesn't know who Watford's manager is. It makes total sense. Don't distract Carlos from his volcano of truth. It lies in between Spain and Italy. Continue. Uh, okay. On, on that on that volcanic eruption, let's. Uh, it's a volcano of truth. Let's go to our our first break. Uh, we've exclusively obtained a a message a. A communication from one embattled Manchester United player to another. So let's uh, let's go to that right now. A dramatic reading of Luke Shaw's message to Victor Lindelof. Oh, Victor, I know we haven't met yet, but my name is Luke Shaw, and I'm also being kept in a locked-up shipping crate in Sir Alex Ferguson's old wine cellar under Old Trafford. Since I've been down here much longer than you have, I thought I'd pass you this note to reassure you that it's really not that bad living down here. First of all, Jose Mourinho will come down here to spit on us at least twice a week, and that's kind of like taking a shower, isn't it? It's really nice. Second of all, we're still technically Manchester United players so if we ever get released from down here we can tell people that and a few of them might actually believe what we're saying and tenth of all it's so dark down here that it starts to feel like you don't even exist anymore there's no reason to remember how numbers work isn't it yeah instead you can fill up your brain with more important stuff like how to fight off rats and say thank you for spitting on me boss in Portugal Anyway, I'm going to end this letter now because Jose wouldn't give me a pen to write with, so I had to use my own blood. Now I'm feeling a little bit dizzier than that time Jesse Lingard came down here and shook me crate around. Your captivity pal, Lukey. (laughs) That was amazing. Oh, okay. This week's supporter shout-out goes to Andrew Jacques, who is with us in the hashtag Save the Crew fight. Jacques. Jacques Cousteau. Usually we'd say something nice about Andrew at this point, but I think he might appreciate it more if we say some more accurate things about Columbus Crew owner Anthony Precourt instead. Like the fact that Precourt smells like a mixture of cottage cheese and old man farts. Probably. Facts. Mm. Or that Preckert is made entirely out of old potatoes that fast food restaurants refuse to serve to even their least favorite customers. Facts. Yeah. I heard that Preckert likes pineapple on his pizza. I'm sure he does. Gross. If you want us to insult someone that you don't like on the show, go to patreon.com slash tackle and make a contribution. We've got a lot of other great rewards too, including t-shirts, letters from your favorite DT characters, and access to Extra Time, the exclusive bonus segment on every show that can't be heard by anyone except the E.T. Gang. That's E.T. Gang, 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 gang. Patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle. 
get on it like Anthony Precourt on a fleshlight he bought at a thrift shop. <laughs> yeah, I heard Anthony Precourt uses a vampire fleshlight. Uh, I, <laughs> I also heard that he calls South by Southwest by its full name and not just South by. What a poser. <laughs> oh, man. If you... I mean, there's there's lots of things I buy secondhand. A fleshlight is not one of them, Anthony. Mate, you just put it in the dishwasher, yeah? <laughs> is that right? Pro tip from Theo. That's, that's what that's what Ant Ant told me. That's what I call. Oh, it you're talking about putting your penis in the dishwasher? What are you saying? <laughs> no, you put. If you do that in a VCR and you hit the rewind button, good times, my man. Ooh, be kind, rewind. Oh, that's how you get some light balls. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it all circles around. It really does. And on that note, why don't we get into the best segment of this podcast? Little old segment I like to call Troya! 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 Yes, yes, the rules of this game are simple. I'm going to read out some statements. Some of them are true, some of them are false. It's up to Brooksy and Theoe to decide which ones are true, which ones are false. Are you ready, boys? Let's do this. Ready. Let's do it. Let's get it popping. All right. So here's one to start you off with. Dejan Lovren is paid £65,000 a week to be a professional footballer. (laughs) That better be false. (laughs) How many pounds a week? 65 grand. Yeah, it's true, unfortunately. Amazingly, that's true, isn't it? Nice softball to start you off with, but can you believe that? Dejan Lovren. And Alberto Moreno is paid similar money. It's absolutely criminal. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into uh, the next one there. Nice to nice. There's a quick stylish. commentary on football salaries right there. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. True RU continues with Sheffield Wednesday, who haven't even bothered to put out a replica shirt for their fans this year. They'd missed the deadline for getting out for the start of the season. So they just said, we're not going to bother. Is that true or false? That's got to be false. I mean, that's what t- clubs will do that before they even assemble a squad. I mean, that's the most important part of a season for most clubs is putting out a shirt to sell. True, that's, they are waiting until they acquire um, Alex Hunter on loan from LA Galaxy, and then they will release the authentic <laughs> version long sleeve for 180 quid. Book it. Oh, my God. Uh, this one's actually false, but I've been a bit cheeky here because they only just announced their replica 2017-18 shirts earlier this week. You may have noticed the season is quite old by now, but uh, they've only just put their shirt on sale. And to make up for this uh, tardiness, they've decided to put it on sale at £59, making it the most expensive replica shirt in championship history. Wow. Worth the wait, huh? Worth the wait. And i tell you what. It's- what happened? Like- I, I strongly, I feel very strongly about this because it's a Sheffield Wednesday shirt that's just uh, solid blue. It's not the blue and white stripes. Yeah. So they've abandoned their traditional color uh, uh, motif and they're charging you through the nose for it. Outrageous. Someone's got to get sacked for that. I mean, that's just an abomination on several, several different levels. The, the reason this all happened is because they were trying to find a shirt maker, an apparel maker, to make their shirts. They didn't do that. Uh, they dumped their old ones, and they decided they were going to produce their own shirts in-house. Didn't go so well. Oh, that didn't work. Didn't go so well, did it? Yeah. Didn't I want to see a movie, or maybe a documentary, where Ryan just hunts down all of the overpriced shirt people in football. I feel like it'd be very mm. gory, very bloody. So what were Sheffield Wednesday doing all off-season? Were they just on the beach and not thinking about this until, like, Shirts and skins, the day baby. the season started? And then they're like, oh, wait, uh, we got to do this? If, if you think they're on the beach, you have never been to Sheffield. <laughs> no, I mean somewhere away from <laughs> Sheffield. 
Instead of doing work in Sheffield, they went to the beach somewhere else. People from Sheffield would like to get as far away from Sheffield as possible, so that's that's a that's a reasonable assumption, yeah. Wow. That's anyway, <laughs> on that note, let us move on to my next one. Sean Dyche once ate a badger. Is that true or false? True. That's my Sean Dyche <laughs> impression. Uh, <laughs> he sounds like Ray Winston. False. <laughs> he ate bit. a squirrel. You think he ate a squirrel? Yeah, that's much easier to digest <laughs> based on personal experience. But do you have badges in the U.S.? Yeah. Of course yeah, you Yeah, it's a popular... I'm pretty uh, sure the U.S. invented badgers. Oh, you did? It's a okay. popular sports uh, mascot in the U.S. Badgers. The Wisconsin badges. Oh, yeah, honey badges and such. Yeah. Well, I think actually, uh, to be fair, the uh, we brought badges over on the Mayflower. It was mostly just, um, you know... Religious zealots and badgers on that boat. Yeah, and syphilis. <laughs> Syphilitic badgers. Now that's a that's a mascot. You're welcome. Right there. Uh, this Thanks, one Ryan. is false, though. This I didn't even answer. False, I didn't get a chance to answer yet. No one cares. Oh. Sean Dyche did not eat a badger. Is the point here? It just got me thinking. He looks like the kind of person who would eat a feral animal. And I was just wondering from you guys, which do you think is the most likely animal that Sean Dyche would eat? Well, if I would have been able to answer, Squirrel. I would have said raccoon. I think he's a raccoon, raccoon man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a squirrel man. Yeah. No, he needs something in our heart. a little more substantial. Mm. Squirrel meat's too stringy. He likes something more substantial. Well, that's why I thought badger. Yeah, but if you have like twenty of them, it's all good. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's mull over that one as we go into our next one. Uh, Maradona, Diego Maradona, voted Harry Kane as the FIFA Best Player in the FIFA Best Player Awards earlier in the week. Is that true or false? He voted Harry Kane above his countryman Messi, above. Cristiano Ronaldo and Neymar and so on and so on. Is that true or false? Well, it depends on the day of the week the vote was because apparently six out of seven days, Maradona is very anti-Messi. But then one day he says something nice just to kind of balance things out. And I did see it, That's today. I did see that he said something nice about Messi, how he was upset that he didn't win. But I don't know if the vote was on the same day that he was feeling nice about Messi or not. So I, I don't know what the answer is here. I'm not going to say anything. I don't know. You have to give an answer. Uh, I say maybe. That's not good enough. That it wasn't a, it wasn't an option, wasn't it? I say uh, light balls. I don't know. Theo, what do you say? <laughs> okay, you, you automatically lose this one. Then go on, Theo. <laughs> Harry Kane is one of our own. <laughs> is that your Maradona impression? That's a good Maradona impression. I <laughs> really like it. Is. I say false. I know he visited Tottenham on the weekend, but... Uh, I imagine anyone that meets Harry Kane is gravely disappointed by everything about him. So <laughs> there's no chance. False. Uh, Theo has hit the nail on the head. Maradona doesn't get a vote because he's a senile old cheat. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's only I'd be super shocked if he had a vote. Also. Oh, that, that's exactly. a good trick question. I didn't even think about that. You should have spotted the loophole there. Yeah. Um, but he he has uh, said good things about Harry Kane. He went to the Spurs game uh, the, or last Sunday, the day before the FIFA fancy glitzy award ceremony. And he has also said nice things about Messi and Ronaldo. He once, uh, earlier this year, he said he wished Ronaldo was Argentinian. So, yeah, I, I pulled this one from my butt. But I did look at the voting for the best player. Uh, uh, for oh, I'm confused. What do you call it? The best player of the best awards? The best of the best? I don't know. Um, <laughs> lots of people voted Harry Kane quite highly in this one. One person in from the voting, which is uh, media people from ver- uh, countries all around FIFA and uh, captains of each national team and managers. Uh, one person voted for Harry Kane as the top player in the world. That was Raymond Nace. 
who was the media representative from Vanuatu, which apparently is a tiny island in the South Pacific Ocean. Ryan, they, who did, who they did, only get Tottenham games on the team. <laughs> Ryan, who did Carlos Volcano <laughs> vote for? The fact that oh, Carlos, Carlos doesn't have a vote in this is an absolute <laughs> yeah. shambles. That, that shows yeah. how unreliable this uh, this. It's whole like, yo, know, how can you be expected to pick a true winning candidate without the Volcano of Truth himself? Well, judging by how updated Carlos Volcano's uh, bio is, I think he voted <laughs> Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> but can we just uh, envision for a minute a night on the town with Maradona and Harry Kane? How quickly Maradona oh, wow. would scar Harry Kane for life. Harry Kane doesn't go out on the town. There's no exactly. Shot. It'll be the uh, most annoying man in the world with the dullest man in the exactly. world. Exactly. Five minutes with Maradona and Harry Kane, his hair would turn white and he would never leave the house again. <laughs> I would love it. He would never leave the house again. Mm. Yeah. I feel like all Harry Kane oh, does right now is play like croquet with like inflatable balls around his house and make tea all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I feel like that's like the apex of his excitement. <laughs> Croquet in the house? How uncool. With rubber <laughs> balls, Ryan. Rubber Jeez. balls. Anyway, let's move on from that monstrosity. We're going to go to Germany for a couple of trials now. First to Cologne, FC Cologne. Um, there was a Cologne striker last week who missed an open goal. He missed it so badly that at the end of the game, when he threw his shirt into the crowd, the fans refused to accept it. They threw it back twice. <laughs> Is that true or false? I want to say false because if if you miss a sitter that bad, why are you celebrating by throwing your shirt into the crowd? It seems like a terrible decision. So I'm hoping none of that happened. I, I can see where it was an attempt to make amends, like, I know I messed up here, here's my shirt to make up for it. But after That's they cool. throw it back the first time, I don't know if he would throw it, attempt it a second time. I think that would be a, a bridge too far. So I, I'd say false, he attempted it once and cut his losses there after they threw it back the first time. Well, it is my duty to inform you both that it is true. Wow. Um, the, the player in question here was the striker Seru Jurassi. Uh, you have to try and look up the clip of him. It was the Köln against Bremen, Werder Bremen. Uh, this, this is like in the dying minutes of the game. And it really, it's one of those ones where it's impossible not to put it on frame. He puts it uh, wide and it's absolutely baffling. So obviously this was fresh in the fans' mind because it happened near the end of the game. And according to Archie Ryan Turk, the Bundesliga journalist, yeah, the, he threw the shirt into the fans behind the goal after the game twice and he had it thrown back to him <laughs> twice. They weren't happy with him. I mean, if you're going to do it twice... What an idiot. What an idiot for missing the goal and then doing that twice. Idiot. Yeah. If you're going to do it twice, well, Maybe they thought he going. missed through it and they was, he was trying to throw it into like a laundry basket or something <laughs> and he hit the crowd twice. They're like, try it. again, we support you. <laughs> I mean, but if you do it once and they throw it back, then you do it again and they throw it back again, I think you just keep going. You, you try and wear him yeah. down and uh, just... Yeah, war of attrition. Yeah, just keep going until He's never heard the it. phrase third time's a charm, obviously, because exactly. he only tried twice. Yeah. Anyway, over to Wolfsburg now. Their manager, Martin Schmidt, said his side's current form, which is very good, is due to the fact that they brush their teeth straight after games. True or false? <laughs> after, not before? After. Post-match uh, teeth brushing sessions. <laughs> Why would you be good because of something you do after the match, not before? <laughs> See, now, I think this uh, is... This is for you to decide. This is a Harry Kane thing. I think this is false. I think this is what Harry Kane Harry does. Kane, he's one of our own! Yeah, I can see him... Brushing his teeth after a match and crediting all of his all of his success to that. 
Harry Kane's next goal celebration is going to be tapping one in and applying crest white strips on the <laughs> Uh Yeah, I'm going to say false. Ryan got this out of his posture backpack of lies. I can tell by the smirk on his face. Uh, and my follow-up question absolutely stumped him, thus false. <laughs> well, once again, my duty to inform you, this one's 100% true. Wow. <laughs> I gotcha. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't um, care, you're not- a loser. Martin Schmidt, the team is in good form. He told Kicker, the German uh, German publication, that he has his team regularly brush their teeth straight after matches. His quote here, If you are completely exhausted, there is an acid reaction. The acid goes into the blood, which can influence the regeneration. So there you have it. What is it with these German managers and their weird, bizarre, like, home remedies for yeah. stuff? Like Felix McGath. This one makes a little his- more sense. Well, ironically, Felix McGath, of course, won the Bundesliga with Wolfsburg. And now it's another Wolfsburg coach who's doing something batshit crazy. Maybe it's something in the water in Wolfsburg. I have no idea. What was the Felix McGath thing? Was it like cheese on the leg or something? Yeah, cream it cheese on, on your cream calf. Cheese? Hangar yeah. Lens. yeah, and call, and your, mother. call your mother. Call your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Call your mom. Yeah. And then it wasn't, the, wasn't the guy that just drops trout in the locker room also from Germany? No. Probably. Is that in one of those videos you saw that you bought from that back alley? <laughs> no. No, that is that was, from episode well, 26 of the Dirty Tackle podcast well, where that guy showed his <laughs> weird penis to his team and they've been playing really well ever since. Louis Van Hall oh, that was, did it at Bayern. He showed his balls to the team You're at talking Bayern about Ronnie Dela, the, the Norwegian coach. Yeah, then it was Ronnie Dela. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, Norway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Norway, Germany, same difference, whatever. But Louis no, van Gaal no, did it in Germany. He, he dropped his pants at Bayern. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of right. Yeah. Okay. Mishmash of, uh, of penis exposure. There's yeah, stuff there. happening in football in that part Lots of the world. Of indecent That's exposure. what you guys need to realize. Lots of indecent All right. exposure. Final true are you for you gentlemen. We're going to go to Italy here and Serie D. D. Uh, a D as Seri- in Dick. Seri Dick, indeed. Yeah, okay. the fourth tier. I was just making sure I heard um, you because that is a very low tier of football. Seri Dick, very light balls. <laughs> very light balls in Seri Dick, by the way. Um, a player in that league has been banned for pissing in the direction of fans in the middle of a game. True or false? Banned, like, like he can never play again. No, like a, let's call it a five match ban. Yeah, all right. Five, let's call uh, it five. Uh, yeah, pissing no. in the direction of fans. That's true. Um, there's a history of footballers peeing. Also, soccer players. Shout out Landon Donovan at the Azteca. Uh, I will say true. Yeah, th- this one's true. I, I saw this one. This this happened, and he was banned for it. Even though characters like Jens Lehmann peeing behind uh, advertising boards in Champions League matches. Well, that wasn't in the direction of the fans. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah, he was trying to be discreet. There. But it was in full view of the fans. Well, Full the view gets, and direction uh, are two different things, my guy. <laughs> well, yeah, this one is this one is true. Lots of trues in Jiraiya this week. Uh, it was Serie D side Turis Calcio and their player Giovanni Liberti, who sounds very Italian indeed. He will be sitting out for the next five games because of uh, he was accused of pissing in front of the uh, Sarnese supporters, the away supporters, during a 3-3 draw earlier this month. The statement from the league said that he urinated in the direction of the away section, making absence and vulgar gestures <laughs> to his genital organ. Vulgar gestures towards his genital organ. So maybe not just a little cheeky wee wee here, but he's uh, furiously denied it. He said he didn't even do helicopter. Wee-wee. Uh, so, yeah, are, are we so- sure he wasn't just trying to give them a uh, a pep talk? pipe cleaner? 
trying to give them a motivational talk like uh, so many men tripod across world football. Yeah. Maybe uh, I, what I want to know is how big his fly was and whether he used the tiddlywinks technique to get it out. A little bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm reference there. If you haven't God, seen it. No spoilers. Fuck well, off. Um, <laughs> you're spoiled now. Where, where do you find? Where do you even find news on Serie D? Like I've never seen Carlos <laughs> Volcano write about Serie D. I mean, he's paying close well, attention to Italian and Spanish football, so he should have that information. You have to get deep into the volcano. You have to swim in the lava for that one. <laughs> I do every night. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get between the two Carlos's, the Carli, and get in that lava. Have a little swim about, and you'll find Serie D. Mm, now we're talking. Yeah. True are you? That concludes Trier. I think you were both terrible this week, so I'm going to say I'm the winner. <laughs> That's fair. All right, well, we have one more dispatch from the bowels of Old Trafford. Uh, let's, let's hear it. Hi, Victor. I know we still haven't met yet, but my name is still Luke Shaw, and I'm still being kept in a locked-up shipping crate in Sir Alex Ferguson's old wine cellar under Old Trafford. I hope you got my last note. I gave it to my rat mate, Jamie, to deliver, but I'm not sure if he's real or just a figment of my fevered imagination, so I don't know if he actually delivered it to you, but whatevs. Hopefully he gets this one to you, though. Jose Mourinho only spat on me once yesterday, so I'm a Assuming you got the old saliva treble, know what I mean? I never thought I'd say this, but I'm a bit jealous that he's paying so much attention to you instead of me. His insults have become the only thing I look forward to anymore. I guess this is what they call the uh, the Scottsdale syndrome. Yeah, I think I got that right. But I've never even been to Arizona, so I'm not sure how I got it. I can't I can't figure it out. I don't know. Anyway, the next time Jose comes by, please tell him that Jamie and me are still here and we're still feeling entirely too dry. Need a bit of spit. Nah, I mean, thanks, Vic. Do you mind if I call you Vic? I hope you don't mind. I'd hate for you to stop not writing back to me because I've called you the wrong thing in it. <laughs> Anyhow, getting a bit low on blood sugar now. Chat soon. Forgottenly yours, Lukey XOXO. <laughs> Gossip girl. <laughs> that voice is amazing. Live from the smoldering ruins of the Bruce Arena Arena, it's the first annual Dirty Tackle Worst Awards! Worst Awards, they really, really, really suck, they're bad. They're not the best, yes, they're the really worst, they are terrible. Just like this jingle! This arena was a very bad idea, but we're going to make the most of it. Since FIFA handed out their best awards earlier in the week, we decided to do our own awards. The worst awards. The Dirty Tackle Worst Awards. So let's go live to the show. Welcome to the Worst Awards. The Dirty Tackle Worst Awards. So FIFA has the best awards. We saw them earlier in the week. But we have the Worst, worst Awards. Um, covering the opposite end of the spectrum as as FIFA, because the worst deserves awards too, right, guys? I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Motherfuckers we need, never loved us. Yeah, we need awards for the worst too. 
So let's go through our categories here and just assign some awards to deserving candidates. Uh, Put your heart out, Maradona. We have all the votes in this. You still have none. Exactly. <laughs> just us and Carlos Volcano get all the votes. Okay, so first up, we have the worst player award. Who Who is the worst player of, of the year? Ryan Bailey Music. Alberto Moreno, obviously. Not not uh, Lovren? No, Moreno's worse than Lovren. Lovren actually used to be good. Right, but used to be good, and now he's bad. So that, that's even worse than always being bad, no? Uh, Lovren's only bad. He's flavor of the week bad. Moreno is, you know, Lovren's terribleness is temporary. Moreno's is permanent. <laughs> Just like his tattoos, his crazy tattoos. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's my vote with a bullet. Uh, Theo, do, <laughs> do you have a uh, a legitimate nominee, or are you sticking with Ryan Bailey? Music? Uh, I guess I'll lay off that. That was kind of mean. Um, I also don't even know what instrument he plays. I will say... <laughs> what? I will say the worst player... I'm a tromboner. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's Ryan Bailey music. Yep, he just nailed it right there. Uh, I vote for him. <laughs> it was the tromboner thing that nailed it for me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Players go and play. All right, well, how about uh, the worst The worst coach? Who was the worst coach of the year? Bruce Serena. Self-explanatory. That's, that, that's my vote, too. I think we, we talked about that in recent episodes, but... Very deserving. Couldn't get the U.S. in the World Cup. Doesn't get much worse than that, right? When you're really the biggest country yeah. in the world and you lose to one of the smallest. Like, I don't know how you could be a worse coach than that. Yeah. Ryan, any uh, any nominees there? It's between him and a, and a, and a certain DeBoer twin for me. <laughs> maybe Frank, maybe Ronald have decided. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them. They, they sh- used to share Twitter accounts, so they could share an award, too. Yeah. Let's okay. My worst coach is every Dutch coach there is because they're all terrible. <laughs> it has been a bad few years for Dutch managers. Yeah. Even even those in charge of the Dutch ma- of the Dutch national team. Yeah. And those in, in charge of Everton. <laughs> Formerly. Formerly, yeah. Formerly in charge of Everton. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm just going for the whole of Holland. Sorry. <laughs> all of Holland. They're just the worst. The worst coach of the year, I think. I think that yeah. that takes it right there. I think that's that's a good one. Uh, okay, yeah, so very good. Uh, worst podcast. The Definitely FIFA, this ooh, one. The FIFA Awards didn't get into one. the media as much, but we can. Uh, the worst football podcast. Again, I don't listen to podcasts, but like if there's one worse than this, uh, <laughs> li- link link me because I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah. In this podcast, one of us isn't even a real person. <laughs> yep. Uh, the English guy's really dumb. Yeah, I, I just think it's yeah, this is rubbish. This is awful. I don't know why anyone listens to this. Yeah, is, they, it, they don't. Is this one worse <laughs> than one that talks about Game of Thrones more than football and has two Englishmen who uh, are very pandering of American soccer? You know? I mean, if we had two Englishmen instead of one, I would hate myself. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's give it to that one. I guess I don't. I don't care. Well, why don't um, we think about this while reading some Philip Larkin poetry? <laughs> yeah okay yeah let's do that because that has nothing to do with football either um there's got to be so many bad podcasts though like outside of this one that we don't even know anything about right but we actively engage in this one so i think that makes it even worse we act by, by default yeah by Fair. default yeah. yeah i just i wouldn't know what to write in so exactly 
So we'll vote for yeah. ourselves. Okay. That's very self-deprecating of us, but all right. So uh, moving on, the worst pundit. Who who was the worst pundit of the year? Ooh, this is a good one. Hmm. I don't know if he technically qualifies as a pundit, but the worst media person I think has to be the guy who asked Bastian Schweinsteiger if the Chicago, if the <laughs> Chicago Fire could win the World Cup. Uh, with your addition to this team, is it a fair expectation to see a clear pathway towards a World Cup uh, competition come out of Chicago? Hey, the season's not over. They've just qualified for the playoffs. <laughs> Don't count them out just yet. Did they take the, the U.S. spot in, World in the race. World Cup qualifying? The Chicago I, Fire? F- I wish. I absolutely wish. <laughs> Any other nominees there? Carlos uh, Volcano? Nope. He's not, a, he's not a pundit. He's a journalist, and he's the best. I'll say Phil Neville. He's absolutely unlistenable. Really? And any time and any time he really? speaks on uh, a Man City game, he's always just spinning narrative. He's got nothing to say about the actual game. He's basically a regurgitation of Sun and Daily Mail headlines. He's an absolute shambles. <laughs> I cannot listen to him. I would rather listen to a match on mute. I would la- I'd rather listen to Ryan Bailey music play his his trombone than Phil Neville commentate on a match. Hey, Wait, Phil Neville hey, or uh, Gary Neville? Well, fuck the whole family, yeah, but Phil's <laughs> terrible. Gary at least Jeez. makes those incredible orgasmic sounds yeah. when like amazing goals are scored, like uh, Drogba in the Champions League final. Bobo piped that in. It sounds a little something like, ah! it's really cool. It's Torres oh! to get Chelsea a place in the Champions No, that was uh, <laughs> Fernando Torres when he scored against. Uh, he he did it twice, man. He did it he in did the it semi and the final. Yeah. yeah. He was having. He was coming all day. <laughs> my one, um, my worst pundit nominee is to. Uh, I'm afraid it's Mario Melchiot, who's been doing. Oh. Uh, you know, Fox and the Champions League have been doing. Uh, they put one game on Facebook. Yeah, and they treat that as an opportunity not to use like a genuine commentary team. And Melchior, bless him, he seems like a really nice guy, and he's quite good at the in-studio stuff. But on the actual commentary, it's like it's bizarre. It's like it's not a real person talking. Do it's, Facebook it, commentators it really work. count? I mean, it's on Facebook. That's well, like it's a it's a it's a, bro- it's a Fox broadcast on Facebook. That's a step above. Uh... Facebook is about to be the biggest media company in the world. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah, a, I think it counts. It's like a step above my cousin Leo's uh, periscope, live periscope uh, from his bathroom. How is it? Because I don't have cable. I cut the cord and I had to watch the entire MLB playoffs on periscope. And depending on who is filming it on their phone, it can be a really entertaining show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my worst punted vote goes to uh, Michael Owen. Not only for his anti-movies stance, but just for being... The the Harry Kane of commentary uh, overall super boring. Merwin. super boring. The Harry Kane of commentary would be really good at commentary, by the way. Well, yeah. but but boring, boring, <laughs> boringly good, which is bad. Okay. The Harry Kane personality, which is bad of in, commentary. yeah, yeah, which yeah, is bad in commentary. <laughs> uh, special mention to Brad Friedel for having that dumbass British accent. <laughs> That's not a British accent. It's a parts unknown uh, mystery accent. Yeah. It counts. Yes. Give me a few million years in this country, and I'll have one of those. So don't yeah. worry. Yeah. It's done. Uh, okay. Next up, 
The next category is the worst fan. I think we might have gotten into this one earlier with Ryan's dirty I think tackle. we've already we've already yeah, covered this we, guy. We covered that we? one. The worst fan with the worst <laughs> excuses. Uh, that Everton supporter who is now banned for life for punching players with a child in his arms. Horrible human being. I would like to add in the recent Barcelona game where Gerard Piquet got the red card. Was it last week, I think, when he got the red card? Sure. Um, but when you watch the footage of it, gets the second yellow, gets sent off, and he's, he's like, oh, I can't believe that happened. The camera cuts to these two fans who are sort of like looking at the action. Then they notice they're being filmed on camera, and they start going, yeah, yeah, and like, hi, mom, and being really happy. It's like, no, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You I can't be really happy in that instance. Your player's been sent off just because the camera's on and you start going, yay, and badge kissing. No, you're the worst fans ever. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, bad fans. I don't know. I think uh, punching people while holding a child is a little bit worse than playing up to the camera. But you see, you see it so much. You see, like you know, a team's going to goal down. You're about to lose a big game, and you know, hands are on heads. And then as soon as they see the cameras on, they start going, "Oh, yeah, a great time, <laughs> dicks." I'm going to give it to uh, these Leicester fans when Christian Fuchs came on that time, and they were like, "Oh, his last name is Fox." It's like, yo, if you have those good of seats and you're that close to the bench, you should probably know who Christian Fox is. So fuck you. <laughs> when did, when did this happen? Yeah, when was that? Uh, I thought you guys like watched football and shit. What the hell? Did you imagine uh, that I'll, one, Theo? No, I'll send you like a screenshot of it. Because if that happened this year, then they're a bit late to the party. <laughs> it might have happened at the end of last year, but like whatever, they're probably still really bad fans. All right, uh, next category: the worst agents. We know it's not Mino. It's not Mino Rayola. He's the best agent. And FIFA should have an award at the best awards for Mino. But who I'll say he? George Mendez. Yeah, falling off. He's well, hitting the When was the last time you heard George Mendez's name out in these streets since Mino came to town? Who's falling off harder than George Mendez, straight up? It's a valid point. Ryan, any, any uh, agents you want to... Uh, whoever Victor Lindelof's agent is because he's got him a job where he can't play and when he does play he's awful I don't know if he's technically an agent but I'm going to go for Neymar's father for orchestrating that whole uh, uh, PSG deal and then claiming that he wanted his son to stay at Barcelona the entire time I think that's a bold-faced lie and you are the worst Neymar's father and your orgies See, to me, that's good agentry. I feel like no, it's not. lying, it's convoluting, all of that is like, you know, agentry 101. So. It's, yeah. it's lying for no reason. And plus, he was, you know, doing the orgy stuff. And What's wrong with orgies? Nothing Why orgies, are you not being sex but, positive on this show? Yeah, this no, nothing wrong with orgies in general. Sex but as a show. part of a business transaction for a footballer, I think... That's uh, borderline sex trafficking. If you haven't had an orgy that's part of a sex or that's part of a monetary transaction for a footballer, have you ever really had an orgy? I think you're a. Vir- I think you're a virgin. This is a sex positive show. I didn't know that. Oh fuck yeah! Well, Ryan, you, you do every show in the nude, so I think that's uh, you're that's already true. on board there. And you've all seen my trombone skills, so uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Next award: the Dirty Play Award. Instead of the fair play award, we have the dirty play award. Who was the dirtiest player this year? Mm. I think there's two ways you can go with this. You can either go the Tyrone Mings way, where you know he stomped on Slatan's head, and and you know that's that's dirty in its own right. Or you can go the other way, where uh, the aforementioned Christian Fuchs 
threw had the throw in off of Alexis Sanchez's shoulder, <laughs> oh, and Alexis that was went down holding his face. I think uh, Alexis deserves. Who do you give it to there, though? Yeah, you give it to Alexis, right? Exactly. Yeah, Alexis for being a giant faker. Uh, um, but, so there's two different there's ways so you can go. Many out which, there. which way would you go with that? The faker or the legitimately violent act? I'm always more annoyed by the fakers and divers. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. I feel like that is that is a special type of dirty. That's like that's like you're a thief. You're you're robbing me of my honesty. <laughs> Any standout fakers that you want to call out besides Alexis Sanchez? Hmm. I I mean it's it's not particularly relevant given recent play or anything, but Sergio Busquets is like the biggest snake in world football. Uh, a lifetime achievement award. A lifetime achievement. Yeah, lifetime achievement. Award. Yeah. Dirty play for Sergio Busquets for being uh, the wiry defensive midfielder that will like chop down anything that moves. It's never his fault, but also anytime he's touched, will like jump into the ocean. Fuck that. I think for me, the modern day Sergio Busquets is Deli Ali because you know for all his talent and stuff, he is an absolute snake and he's a dirty player and he tries to get away with stuff all the time. For me, he hands down gets the dirty play award. Ooh, okay. Brooks, talk to us. Well, I said Alexis Sanchez. I'm, I'm sticking with Alexis Sanchez. Although, oh. I think stomping on Zlatan's head is deserving of a uh, Dirty Play Award, too. Because mm. not only is that dirty, but that's brave. It's very, very brave to uh, enrage Zlatan like that, as Tyron Mings found out in that later that match. Okay. All right, our final award is the Bailey Award. So, the FIFA Awards have the Puskas Award for the, the best goal. We have the Bailey Award for the modern football thing that most annoys Ryan Bailey. Hashtag modern football. Hashtag modern football. So Ryan... Is it modern football without a hashtag? I don't think so. You are the only one qualified to bestow this award, so I'll hand this off to you. Although I'm not quite sure I like the naming convention here because Pushkas was a purveyor of great goals. You're implying that Bailey is a purveyor of hashtag modern football. I'd have the opposite. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I like having things named after me. It's nice. Um, so I've got lots of lots of sort of uh, nominations here that I wanted to put forward. The Angry Birds sponsor on Everton's sleeve this season. The recent um, Tim Cahill advertising celebration. Steven Gerrard talking about asphalt on his Instagram account. That's, <laughs> These are all things from like wonderful. the last 12 days. It's, it's all happened very recently as well. There's so many of these things. Go a little bit further back. That video of those Atlanta United fans chanting, <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta, you better watch out. We're super mean and nasty. We're going to come and do bad stuff. You better watch out. Oh, my those gosh. Guys. This is Atlanta. This is Atlanta. Prepare to watch your mouth. They were very close to getting the award here. Uh, Harry Redknapp, of course, for among other things, he's, uh, <laughs> he's in <laughs> the cryptocurrency stuff. I'm just picturing Redknapp with his with his suit or with his Redknapp shiny suit on <laughs> at the stock exchange, ordering up the Bitcoin, wearing sunglasses like inside the Matrix. Exactly, <laughs> with his cryptocurrency and shiny suits, <laughs> tapping into the mainframe. Harry Redknapp, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a late 90s internet Is this thing on? 
a hacker from the late 90s. Rosie, 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 come get this damn computer on for me. Anyway, the, uh, the, the, the one it has to be, absolutely has to be, is Alex Hunter jerseys oh. in the LA Galaxy store for $180. There's so much wrong with this. Not, the, not just the fact that Alex Hunter isn't a real person. Not just the fact that fans are being given the opportunity to celebrate a digital person on their real football shirts. But the fact that you're being charged $180 for the privilege. We talked earlier in the show that Sheffield Wednesday were being extortionate, charging £59 for the most expensive shirt in championship history. The MLS, which you could argue is isn't quite as good as championship standard charging three times as much as that for their shirts <laughs> and that's what gets me the most the price the price is the most galling fact about that that is the most hashtag modern football thing alex hunter LA, uh, la galaxy jerseys you win the award you are the worsties congratulations <laughs> okay wow okay on that note Tell us your nominees for the worst awards. Mm. Either email them to us at dirtytackle@gmail.com, or hit us up on social media. I really feel like the worst awards lived up to the name, by the way. It did, yeah. That was that was a very bad segment. They were pretty shit. That yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the worst segment goes to the worst awards segment. Um, yep. But That's why we're the worst podcast. On that horrible... Yeah, exactly. We're earning our award. And on that awful note, that's it for regular time. Join us for Extra Time, where we'll discuss May United's Huddersfield embarrassment, yeah. Barcelona's best signing not named Paulinho, Mino forcing Zlatan to play forever, and Neymar getting pelted with French cliches. Thanks to producer Bobo for his tireless excellence. On social media, you can find us at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, I'm promoting my new movement at Light Ballers. It's like War Ballers, <laughs> but we uh, celebrate Carabao Cup balls. And uh, Pep Guardiola hates you with a fiery exactly. passion. Exactly. We don't wear trendy khakis and sneakers and nice black sweaters. No, we don't do that. <laughs> Theo, what is We're your... just Light Ballers. What is your Twitter handle, Theo? At Theo Messi DT. Keep the tweets in 140 and 280 characters coming my way. Let's talk. Do it. Theo, have you applied to get 280 characters? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can Theo see why. Bar- You're very concise. <laughs> right. Theo barely uses 140. He doesn't need 280. He needs one. But yeah, so get us those nominees for the worst awards, and uh, we'll read out some good ones on the next episode. And uh, yeah, we'll see you either next time or an extra time. See you on the other side of the fence, ball bags. <laughs> Love Light you. Bye-bye. Bye. Rosie, Rosie, come and do this Bitcoin trade for me. Rosie, get down here. (laughs) I'm not the worst manager because I'm undefeated this year. It's Bob Bradley, LAFC hype beast. (laughs) Just wait until 2018, Bob. Bobo, do you want to hire me then fire me so everything can be good again? Like when they had Landy Cakes, the god. (laughs) All right, let's do some extra time.